Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How you doing? <laughs> you have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what, what, what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet wiener. Oh, listen, Lavernius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. And just like that, we are into the second hour. You have found the Barbecue Central Show, and we talk about barbecue stuff and grilling stuff. Why, just last segment, we talked about pizza stuff that's on your barbecue and or grill. Or maybe you have both, and you do it both ways. I'm trying to figure out how I cut my pinky knuckle. Hurts really bad. Maybe it was when I was trimming down the rose bush over the weekend. Still to come, the embedded correspondence segment in about nine to ten minutes from now. Doug Scheiding from Texas, Steve Ray from Tennessee, Dave Huff from Oklahoma, and John Solberg, who also creates your best of show from Michigan. Don't forget, you can follow me socially on Instagram and Twitter at BBQ Central Show or Facebook slash BBQ Central Show if you're watching the live feed on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. Happy to have you. Also, don't forget that I'm doing a weekly in-studio appearance on a real radio show. That's the John Cupo Show. Again, local here in Cleveland, to be specific, Willoughby. And if you're 20 minutes outside of any direction currently, you'll probably be running out of signal. As I had mentioned last week, I timed it from when I left the station in Willoughby till I was getting into downtown. And right about Dead Man's Curve, the signal started to blink out. So. You know, it's a good what, 20 miles, I guess, ish. So you can find me locally on 101.5 FM or on the AM 1330. It's the same show, just an FM and an AM run. And that usually starts around 0730 each Friday. And I go for about 60 minutes. I think I showed those guys I can provide superior content and entertainment value, and instead a 10-minute appearance to 15-minute appearances turned into now an hour, sometimes longer than that. I'm going to be hosting that show. I mean, who's John kidding? You know I'm coming at it. So I was on this past Friday and the other past four Fridays. There is a talk now about am I going to put the 1330-101.5 archives in my show feed, but I think a lot of what we talk about is going to be redundant. So while it may be entertaining to a certain degree because you're hearing me as a guest versus a host and asking questions, a lot of the stuff that we're covering, at least right now, is you know very 2008, pretty basic stuff. But if you're interested, again, 101.5 and 1330 FM and AM, respectively, here in Cleveland area. And if you are anywhere else, WINTradio.com is the website. And you can stream it live every Friday. That's around 730. So be sure to tune in for that. 
Don't know if you saw this or not, but the award-winning South Carolina barbecue restaurant Rodney Scott's was damaged by a blaze this past Sunday morning. One of South this coming from thestate.com, one of South Carolina's most famous restaurants, tell the customers to follow the smoke to find its award-winning food, but smoke and flames really were visible Sunday when a fire broke out at the downtown Charleston location of Rodney Scott's Barbecue, according to the Charleston Fire Department. The late morning blaze damaged the restaurant's smokehouse and the hogs that were being prepped, the fire department reported. It said the fire was recognized shortly after 11 a.m., and four fire departments, along with the Charleston County EMS and Charleston Police Department, responded to help. According to the fire department, restaurant employees were prepping two hogs when they noticed excessive smoke and then fire. They both called 911 after failing to contain with fire extinguishers. After responding to the King Street location with flames venting from the roof, the fire department said it had the blaze under control in less than 10 minutes. The fire department reported the blaze occurred in the smokehouse, which is separate from the main building restaurant dining hall. While there was damage to the smokehouse roof, equipment, and electrical wiring, no injuries were reported by the fire department. There were at least five customers eating at the restaurant when the fire broke out. They were asked to leave. Post and Courier.com reported the newspaper said that all the meat from the hogs weighing about 175 pounds each were destroyed. Fire Marshal Division will determine the cause of the fire and its origin. The restaurant owner had its own electrician begin inspecting, removing, and replacing damaged wires in the smokehouse, according to the fire department. Rodney Scott is a James Beard award-winning chef, if you didn't know, and according to the state, named best chef in the Southeast. Known for his whole hog barbecue, Scott's the first African-American to win the Southeast Award and the only and only the second barbecue pitmaster to be recognized by the James Beard Foundation, the state reported. Is that true? I thought Tootsie was... Oh, she was in the running for Southeast, but Rodney Scott won. I think Aaron Franklin, obviously, is the only other one, so... There you go. If you were heading down to Rodney Scott's in Charleston, then you're going to want to call first to make sure that uh, things are worked out or maybe they're going to be closed for a little while. But that's a shame. Kind of an iconic or growing to be iconic place. Uh, Rodney Scott, award winning. So there you have it. I was going to talk about Weenie Rub. But that'll have to wait until next week. That's a real thing. Weenie rub. I'll be talking about it. In the meantime, let me talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills. We were just talking about it with Matt Frampton. In the first hour about the pizza oven inserts that you can get. Those pizza oven inserts, by the way, go in the Jim Bowie and the Daniel Boone alone. Davy Crockett is too small. Will not accommodate. But if you like having the high heat pizza you like being on trend, as they say, then get the Daniel Boone. That's the medium size. Or get the Jim Bowie. That's the biggest one. If you're on the fence about, I, I'm looking at the Daniel Boone, but I, I'm also looking at the Jim Bowie because it's only a couple hundred dollars more. My philosophy is you will always regret not spending the extra couple hundred bucks to get the bigger one. If you have the bigger one, you're typically not going to look and say, oh, I should have saved a couple hundred bucks and got the smaller. You can always justify bigger cooks, right? But you can't cook bigger when you have a smaller cook. Just my two cents. Now, if you're looking for something extremely portable, 
and you want something to take on camping trips or maybe you're headlong into this tailgate season for either college or pro football or both, then the Davy Crockett is just what you need if you don't have access to a traditional power outlet. You can plug it in to your 12-volt outlet in your vehicle, car, truck, van, SUV, or whatever. Also, extremely portable, obviously. And the best part is it is fueled by the same wood pellets that fire the Daniel Boone or the Jim Bowie, whether that's a Green Mountain Grill pellet or a cookingpellets.com pellet. doesn't matter. It eats them all, and it eats them very well. And you get to savor the wood-fired flavor. So you get it all in one complete and small package. And again... If you get the Jim Bowie or the Daniel Boone, I'm highly recommending that you get that pizza oven insert. Even if you're not into pizza, it's something you can grow into very quickly. You can become a master at it very quickly. And it is so much fun. Pizzas for everybody. And they're cooking in two to three minutes tops. I mean, who are you kidding? So good. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. I just had a conversation with Jason Baker last week. He is back from China. Some new things that we're going to be talking about. So stay tuned for that, hopefully coming up at the turn of the year. If it's quicker, we'll do it quicker. But I would say it's going to be some point after the turn of the year. So that'll be Jason Baker when he can do it. In the meantime, Embedded Correspondence segment coming up. Stick around. Be right back. Show, giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue, a man actually named Meathead, the author of a barbecue bible, bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome in. This is the Barbecue Central Show and is being brought to you by Smithfield. Committed Cooks, have you signed up for the 2019 season? There are still spots available. If you head over to the website, smokinwithsmithfield.com, you have the opportunity where if you spend $25, you'll get a number of hundreds of dollars of free swag and gear and promotional items from Smithfield. So do me a solid and head over there. Also, if you're going to be competing with Smithfield products, you want to make sure you go over there and register as well so you can take advantage of of all those incentivized, uh, if you come in first in pork or ribs or whatever, you can list it there and get free prizes as well. That's smokingwithsmithfield.com. All right, this is the fourth Tuesday of the month. And you know what that means? It's the Embedded Correspondence Segment. Of course, getting the woot woot sign from David Huff. John Solberg is there. Steve Ray is in. Let me... Unmute you guys so we can make sure we hear it. Uh, let me throw this out, guys. If possible, if you're not talking, uh, make sure you mute yourselves so we can give proper respect to whoever is talking at the moment. Not pointing that out to anybody in specific, just making a general statement. If you could possibly do that for me. <laughs> so uh, here's what's going on for the embedded correspondence this segment. Uh, and by the way, uh, while he has filled in in the past, I do want to re-welcome in John Solberg. He is at your bottom left corner there as you're looking at it for Michigan. Um, this is the time of year, folks. So uh, Thanksgiving is now past. We can easily say we are headlong into the holiday season. That's going to be gift buying and get me these gifts. And why not 
have the Barbecue Central Show Embedded Correspondence get into this whole Embedded Correspondence top 10 gift list or thereabouts, then we can also argue with each other about if that's a good idea or if it's not a good idea. Also, aside from things that we think everybody should have, if you've also generated some things that maybe you want, we can talk about those, or things you don't want and nobody should get because they're blasphemy, like 10th circle of hell type items, and we don't want to have those, and we want to make sure nobody's getting those to be made to feel inferior for a number of months on end. So uh, he's here this month helping us out, John Solberg from Michigan. John, I know you specifically wanted to talk about one particular item, and I know we have debate that will be running rampant, at least with one other embedded correspondent. So, John, I turn the floor over to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I only have one thing on my do not buy list for this season, and that is a meter. Really? Meter block, meter probe, meter anything. <laughs> no meter. <laughs> no meter. We're going vegetarian on the meter. The meter is a wireless remote probe. It was made to go in your cooker. Yep. I have noticed it, it. It is on someone's wish list. So I, I just wanted to get in front of this and try to try to cut this off at the pass. All right. So why don't you like the meter? What are you finding to be uh, a, a put off for you? Well, the the meter is an American tragedy. Um, in, in 2015, <laughs> this company went to crowdfunding. Yeah. And in two months, they raised four million dollars to produce this product. Wow! Four million dollars, and it's 2018. Where is the product? It's still not here. It doesn't exist. They have a probe, but they forgot the block, the charger, the relay, as it is. Why is this even still even a topic of discussion? I mean, John, it could be because people are so excited to get what they perceive to be as this product that is going to change their life that they will continue to wait and continue to fund something that has millions upon millions of dollars. And I say, hey, if you want to be sheep, be sheep. It's like the same assholes that buy iPhones. I mean, give me a break. No offense to anybody Uh that's got iPhones, by the way. Uh Uh-oh. So... John, so, like, do you have one, or did you put in for order and you've been scorned, or what? No, I've learned my lesson with crowdfunding a long time ago. Oh, I've been burned uh-oh. a few times. I'm not going to be the first guy at the party. I'll let all you guys fund it. Once it works out, I'll pay 20 bucks more and I'll get it. I think the meter is a great concept. Sure. Um, my whole theory is, though, if if I came up with the meter concept and you gave me $4 million, I wouldn't deliver it either. I would be done. I would so, and that's where this thing's going to go. Um, you know, I think even Meathead has made it a do not buy based on this shenanigans of the meter company. All right, now I'm going to flip it right over to my homeboy and longest running embedded correspondent, Doug Shiding from Texas, who I believe has some semblance of a meter. So I'm anxious to get Doug's take on John's take, and then we can run from there. I am. Actually, in John's corner, the reason it is number one <laughs> on the stuff I want or need is because I freaking paid for it a year and a half ago. Uh, wait, I thought I you had it. I thought you had it. No, I've got the meter probes. I've got two of the stinking meter probes that are 
cumbersome to use, let's say at best, and have has a uh, you know ten foot without the wireless. You know, it, it, they they've been a complete waste of money so for the, the most part. The block is the item that would really put this media yes. thing into the stratosphere. Would make it a winning project. Correct. Yeah. The meter probe, you need to have another, let's say, tablet with a hotspot or something next to the grill because it only has about a 10 foot radius, Hmm. um, uh, you know, from a Bluetooth standpoint. As soon as you close the grill, you can't get the temperature really. But you have to have another hotspot right next to the grill in order for the meter to really run run off of, you know, on your phone and you can, you know, be in the house while while it's running. But, But the block is supposed to cover this. Well, according to Dennis Busso in Instant Chat, the block is shipping in December. <laughs> All right. Gang, here there we go. go. Here we go. Embedded Correspondence Pool. Steve Ray, for $10, do you believe that the meter block will be shipping in December? Yes or no? No. Uh, Doug, do you believe the meter block will be shipping in December? Yes or no? Absolutely no. Absolutely no. David Huff, your thoughts? Uh, I guess I'll go with yes and take the $10. This guy is some kind of shithead. Uh, John Solberg, do you believe that the block will be shipping in December? No, never for eternity. It will never, ever ship. All right, guys, I didn't want to do this, but here we go again for another quick lightning round of answers. Which will ship first? Here we go. The Meter Butcher Block or Meathead's new book? Wow. Steve Ray, your thoughts? Uh, the, the next coming of Jesus Christ, probably. <laughs> uh, I'd say... Um, the, oh, gosh. Remember, the Meathead's me- book is projected meter. 2020 at this point. The meter, the meter block. The meter block will come. Wow. Uh, Doug Scheiding, Meathead's book or the meter... Or the, oh, jeez. Or the meter block. Since I paid for it a year and a half ago, <laughs> I pray it's the meter block. All right. But what do you think is going to happen? The block. All right. Uh, David Huff, meter block or Meathead's book? The block. John Solberg, you have the last word. <laughs> Meathead's book or the meter block? Meet, a Meathead's book will be in my hand way before I agree. that block. By the way, I totally agree. <laughs> John Solberg is 100% right on that. Uh, John, do you have any other like top ten lists or anything, or were you just looking to rant on the meter block? Oh, I'm trying to protect folks from this meter block thing, and and Doug, he's got it on his wish list. So, uh, honestly, for my top ten list, I'm a very humble guy. So, if uh, quickly, give me a roll of aluminum foil, give me a box of kosher salt, mm. you know, give me some string knit gloves, some neutral gloves. I'm a happy guy. There's nothing else I need. All right, then uh, that's it for John. John, beat it. Thank you for coming in. Wow. So, uh, I mean, do you feel, um, Doug, that you are going to take John's advice uh, here? Wait, wait. You've paid and you're just waiting. That's right. right? I've paid. That's yeah, okay. why I want yeah. it. That's why it's number one on stuff I want. I paid for right. it. Right. So John is late is what we're saying. John, I'm sorry. Where were you? How long have you paid for this now? I think it was a year and a half ago. Oh, I'm afraid to go back and look. Sweet Lord, a year and a half. John, where were you a year and a half ago? John is all up on crowdfunding. I thought crowdfunding was legit. I didn't know you could raise $4 million and then disappear. I mean, I think we got to get together and figure out something we could source out and then just disappear with all the money. <laughs> Forget it. Uh, Steve, we have uh, 10 minutes left. 
in this segment. So why don't we start with you in regards to items <sighs> that you think everybody should have or oh. maybe people are getting into the barbecue and grilling industry and this is the first uh, holiday got, season. You guys think so small. What are you talking about? Christmas gifts are things that you would never buy yourself. <laughs> I mean, you, you know. What are you talking about? Foil, aluminum foil, rubber gloves. That's John. Uh, here's my here's my list. Number one. All right. Gift certificate to Darren Wars Barbecue School. No such thing. Go ahead. There's the point. Everybody's got a price, Greg. I don't think okay. Darren has any price. Darren yes, works on his Darren, own hey, schedule. Darren's got a price. No. And he says, Steve, I'll teach you for 5000 Doug, pony up. That's my price. All right. A jambo pit. Okay. Jambo I want entry into the king of the smoker barbecue contest. That's this weekend, Sterling <laughs> yes, Ball. Yes, that's right. I knew There's that. There's still time. It's only Tuesday. I could be in Southern California. If you got the invite tomorrow, you would make I, the trip I out? I could be there. I could be there. Really? I can go from here to Atlanta to California. I heard there's, <laughs> I heard there's a number of different ways to get to Chicago. Flies. Exactly. I want 10 cases of Snake River Farms Wagyu brisket handpicked by Darren Ward. I see a crush going on. He's got them already. He's already got them in his house. He's already handpicked them. Right. You just ship them down here. I want a guest certificate to Tuffy Stone's Barbecue School. I want an old Hickory 750. I want a new RV modified for competition barbecue with built-in Cambros, stainless steel kitchen, and framed recipes on the wall of all four proteins in KCBS. Written by Darren Worth. Oh, my Lord. I, I want a set of Colteri Birdie ox-handled knives because mine are getting a little dull. I don't know what Colteri is. Is that, a, is that a name brand that everybody should know? Look it up. All right. Okay. It, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty good Is knife. that something that Darren Worth uses, Steve? He probably does. I bet. I, I want 150 John Boo's 36 by 36 walnut cutting boards. So I can just throw them away after I use them. They'll be the new disposable <laughs> cutting boards for Al's Nest Barbecue. And I want a gift certificate to David Bosca's Barbecue School. All right, so two of those could actually happen. You could, uh, I think Dave Bosca does put on a barbecue school from time to time, or he has I in the past. I think you're really uh, setting yourself up for heartache with Darren Worse because, I, I mean, for as much as he has won over literally the decades, and he has never put on one class... We're Short, friends on Facebook. Uh, understandably so, but nevertheless, <laughs> I you know do what I not believe. You know what I don't want? Yeah, uh, yes. You see this? What you is that? This? Is that a you sombrero? That That's a sombrero. You know what that is? That's a plate. <laughs> okay. That plate, you take it to a party, you put your drink like that, and you can put your food around it. Are you sure got, that's not a, a chip and dip thing? I think you're way off. I think you're way off. No, no, no. This was like that. And then you put food around it. Are you sure? How did I live, how did I live no. without that? Wow. No. You know what else I don't want? No. I don't want another one of these. <laughs> the big spatula. You open that up Christmas morning, and the only person that laughs is the guy that gave it to you. <laughs> the big spatula. Okay? I don't want any more of these, folks. Don't want any more big spatulas. And there's one more thing I don't want. Okay. I'll take that. See, I want that. 
What is that? Ki- it is Kyocera. Sounds very, very, very eloquent, doesn't it? Kyocera is actually the correct pronunciation, but I don't want to you, be that guy. You probably have these. You probably have a whole <laughs> set of them. That's a ceramic knife. Oh. You know how useless that thing is? How useless? You know what? Somebody... Somebody broke the ceramic cow in a nativity scene and cut themselves one time, and they said, "Boy, that's pretty sharp. I think I'll make a knife out of that." You think that's They're, how that industry was started? You know how many of these things I've got. People give me those. I've got a hundred. Steve, are the people that are giving you ceramic knives the same guys that are giving you the big spatulas and laughing at you yeah, twice at yeah. Christmas? And the, and the other ceramic knives—they come in color. They've got green. They're pink. Purple. Wow. No more ceramic knives. And you know what else I don't want? I don't want any more of those stupid T-shirts to say, kiss the barbecue cook or barbecue king. I don't want a DVD set of the Barbecue Pitmaster series. I've already got that. I don't want any more <laughs> super burn charcoal from Big Lots that you couldn't light with a jet engine. These are things that I don't want. And you know what else I don't want, Doug? I don't want any more ceramic knives. Okay, I think that was made no ceramic knives. That was very eloquently put uh, five minutes ago. Uh, Steve, from a uh, suggestions standpoint, are there a few items that you think people just getting into barbecue should be asking for, or that the gift giver should be thinking about? Sure, a barbecue pit. Why should I have to buy it? Give a, if if you have a friend that wants a barbecue, <laughs> buy him a pit. Buy them a one of those things you sell, Doug. Trigger. Buy them a trigger. <laughs> Give them a trigger. Say, by golly, that's a gift. David, what Thank do you, you like about? Don't go. Don't go down to Lowe's and get that. What's that Oklahoma Dan's thing or that they sell down there? That's one hundred forty nine dollars. Don't get him that. Get him a trigger. Get him something he can cook on. David, what do you <laughs> like or dislike about uh, Steve's lists? Well, why does the Oklahoma whatever have to be the crap things? I mean, what's wrong with you, Steve? Oh. Um, I'll tell you what I don't like. Steve, there oh. is... Uh-oh, uh-oh. Hey. Uh-oh. Look. Malfunction. There is, there is nothing wrong. <laughs> I like pig butts, and I cannot lie. Yeah. It's a you perfect know, shirt. I, was, I, just, I was just going to say is I like pig butts, and I cannot lie, okay, but evidently not. I can't spell sausages without USA. Nothing wrong with that one either. And then you wear that shirt? Absolutely. Look, smoke them if you got them. (laughs) Cow, pig, chicken. Look, guys, it's my wardrobe. It's better than those floral Hawaiian crap that Steve usually wears on the show. (laughs) I don't understand. Floral Hawaiian crap. (laughs) I want some of those. You can buy me some of those. Doug. Um, (laughs) Doug, do you have thoughts on Steve's lists? Well, the, actually, that big spatula, I would kind of like to have that big one. Okay. You can just, I'll send you my shipping address, and you can send that baby to me. I'm going to tell you where that spatula came from because I have one. That's a pizza spatula, isn't it, Steve? Exactly. Don't That's what I would want to use it for. No idea. Oh, bullshit. You know, that came with the pizza stone and that spatula. I had the same kit. That thing folds down into itself, doesn't it? Uh, I, Steve I got that I got at Christie's toy box. That's what happened. Don't lie. I have, I've got no idea. I don't. I don't even have a pizza stone. If you if you move oh. that uh, that collar, that thing will fold right up. Move that collar back. Yeah, 
Now fold it. Hey, there you go. Yeah, look at that. Oh, you know what oh I'm talking about. I'm telling you, I have the same thing. It's a pizza spatula. Now he wants it. He really likes it now. Now it's the best thing ever. I didn't know I could take it to the World Food Championships this easy. I'm going to take it next year. You probably got ceramic knives and T-shirts. Yeah, right. Well, uh, all right, David, let's start with your list. Uh, we'll have to break here in about a minute and a half. But let's talk about uh, wish list items that you're recommending for folks to get other people this year. Sure. Now, I'm somewhere in between Steve's large requests and the humbleness of, of John. Um, I think you absolutely have to start with a thermopin. If you don't have a, a good thermometer, it's it's critical for any backyard barbecue or competition guy for that matter. A um, couple items that might not be traditional and might be uh, anti-barbecue, uh, Instapot and a sous vide. Um, I just made pork carnitas tonight with the Instapot, and I made them in about an hour and 10 minutes and uh, finished them under the broiler, and they were delicious. So try getting a pork butt tender in an hour and 10 minutes with anything besides a pressure cooker. And the sous vide, even if you're not cooking with it, I'll tell you what, Greg, I've started to reheat my briskets and pork butts Mm. using the sous vide. Um, Fill your smoker up when you smoke. Um, Don't waste it. Get all the briskets you can get in there, vacuum seal them and freeze them. And if you warm them up in the sous vide, they don't dry out. It slowly warms them up to the temperature you want. And that alone is worth getting a sous vide, in my opinion. All right, David, uh, stand by just for one second uh, while we do a little business here. And then we'll come back so you can finish out your list. Uh, Doug will go next. I'll go after Doug. See what's happening after that. Attention anybody who really likes the business of barbecue. I know all my embedded correspondents do. You know a little bit about Southside Market Barbecue, right? Fans of this show. Supporters of this show. Established in 1882, Southside Market Barbecue. The oldest barbecue joint in Texas. And they've been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. They offer premium Central Texas barbecue products. Slow smoked over real wood. Shipping distributing and manufacturing sausages for companies across the U.S. From food trucks to multi-chain restaurants, Southside Sausage can be on your menu, too. All meats are processed in their on-site USDA-inspected facility, a trusted partner with a focus on quality and authenticity. Bless you, Steve. Wholesale options available. Shipping nationwide via FedEx. Food service distribution via Cisco. U.S. Food and Martin Food, some of the biggest players in that game. Co-packaging capable from research and development to package completion. We can follow your recipes or help you develop something brand new from scratch. Private label opportunities also available. Visit SouthsideMarket.com for more information. So here's the deal. If you go to SouthsideMarket.com and you do all of your shopping, put everything in the cart and it's ready to ship, there's going to be a part for a promo code use promo code bbq central all lowercase letters bbq central you get 10 percent off your entire order when you go to southsidemarket.com only available for online listeners and podcasters doesn't go anywhere else so you're special take advantage of that today it's good folks over at southside market and barbecue we are back with more embedded correspondence right after this stick around be right back Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. 
Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. This segment brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via the Bluetooths. And if you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're locked because Fireboard, fully integrated with both and constantly learning new skills. You can find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. Good folks at Fireboard. All right, David, uh, go ahead and continue with your gifts. Sure. Um, I agree you definitely want a good set of knives, um, whatever that may be, depending on price range. But you want a boning knife, curved if possible, a chef knife, a slicer, and uh, I prefer a cleaver in there as well. Um Vacuum sealer, if you don't have one, again, with the theory of fill up your smoker when you use it and be able to save the save the volume of meat for a later date. Um, you know, for some reason on my list, I suddenly wanted a limited edition butcher barbecue crate from Owl's Nest Barbecue. It just hit me out of nowhere that I decided that's what I wanted. Huh. Um, I know, strange. And then... I know uh, a guy. I don't either. And then to go along with uh, any good barbecue, for my friends out there that really, really love me, please get me a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle's bourbon. Uh, now, to, there's a number of different levels, so you got to be a little yeah. bit more specific depending on your good friends, or maybe they're not so good. Don't care. They can get the, the lowest level one if they want, because I think that's still going to run them about a grand right now. So. No, no way. Yeah, Pappy Van Winkles? No, no not the lowest no, bottle. No, no, Are you not sure? The lowest. Yes, of yes. course. Okay. I, mean, yeah. well, I, used to buy, I used to buy them for $90 about six years ago for the lowest level. And even that, last time I saw that was $350, $400. Yeah, I think that the 25 year is going to be in that $2,500 range, maybe. I think is 25 the oldest. I think that's the most expensive bottle. But I think the lower end is way less expensive than that. Well, I'll take them all. Doesn't oh, matter. I've me. got a couple. I'll sell you for a thousand each. Sure, you will. <laughs> uh, I'd rather buy a meter if that's the case. Um, yeah, but you'll get I'd the say, bourbon. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, and if I'm really going to go extravagant, um, you know, I've been pretty happy with my my Yoder. Um, I had the 1500, and they now have the Cimarron model, which is the bigger one, um, and they have that uh, now available on a. A custom trailer uh, pull behind uh, with the vehicle. Um, I saw a rig where they've got two of them back to back. I'd I'd love to have that to take to to competitions, but if not, I'll settle I'll settle for a, a little Traeger tailgater so I can take it camping with me. All right, Doug Shiding from Texas is up next with his tools everyone must have, and I'm very excited to hear this list. So go ahead, Doug. Okay, well I broke mine into several several categories. Okay. The first one. Taking Steve's lead, I actually bought my father a uh, Traeger, and I, he's been a grill guy, and he came to my barbecue class that I taught and everything, gave him the grill for Father's Day and everything. He loves it. So uh, I would say a Traeger Timberline, or uh, I actually got him a Pro 22, and he's he is a convert of uh, from the grill. Uh, gas grill. So, Steve, uh, this is uh, hold, great, or, I'm sorry, uh, Doug. Hold on one sec. How long have you been barbecue? Uh, about 10, 11 years. Why? He's, he's just catching on now. 
They're not real close. He didn't want to. <laughs> he didn't want to. He didn't want to broach low and slow. He was just a grill guy. He was. He's always been a grill guy. Really? Always been a grill guy. Wow. And so, here's a testament. He, my he did steaks on the Traeger, and my mom normally can't eat the steaks, and she was. They were so tender. She was able to eat the steaks. Really? Coming off the Traeger. Yes. Right. Yes. Did she have teeth. And, <laughs> no, she's not from Tennessee. Thank you. <laughs> oh, hey, I your steak. <laughs> does your dad grill hot dogs on the Traeger? Uh, no, yeah, no, not yet. Thank you. He even did a he even did a turkey. So, all right. So this is great. So now I've you know for someone that's hard to buy for, um, like myself, I have got all of these things that I can buy for my dad. So I actually, my number one is a thermopin. I actually bought him a thermo thermopop. Uh, so we'll we'll uh, see how that works. But um, you know, don't be like I am because I'm an ad- antagonist. I had the Taylor, you know, and I thought this was the coolest thing. The thermopin MK4 is fantastic. Yep. It works. I mean, it's got the backlight. It's it's fantastic. Don't play around. Just get you know the Xerox of of the thermopin. Um, my second item is the barbecue tool of the year. And the, again, this, these are things that everyone needs to have, the CHOPS power injector. I use it all the time. The only thing I, I think I don't use it on is um, chicken. Otherwise, I use that thing when I'm doing one brisket or I'm doing two briskets or I'm doing four briskets. I use the CHOPS power injector. I also recommend the gun injector um, for chicken and, and, and other, you know, smaller birds, pheasant, you know, duck, whatever. So thirdly, I call these my NASA hot gloves. These things are awesome. Maybe it should be NASA cold gloves, but they're more like the CDC, you know, when you're handling, you know, biochemicals and things like this. But uh, these things are fantastic. Um, I think they're far superior to the hot gloves that you put, you know, the little, the little cotton the gloves cotton that you put underneath your nitrile gloves. Um, I think they're much superior to those. Now, I hate tongs. Tongs are terrible. Tongs take off the rub off your meat. So my, I say use these pigtails, these small little pigtails. Greg, you're laughing. This is I mean, this it's, is a it's, it's easily the worst advice you've ever given on the show. I mean, you no, got to be kidding. This, have you? I I picked up. <laughs> a nine pound pork rib rack this weekend with two of these things. Doug, put on your freaking hot gloves and pick up the thing. You're not going to ruin the rub. Use your hot glove. Big tail. You kidding? No, I'm, I'm maniacal about not, not touching the, the upper surface of the, (laughs) and, and doing steaks. This is the only way to do it. Don't, don't use tongs, throw the tongs away and get pigtails, get two of these. You can get two of the small ones and get one of the large ones. When you're cooking chicken, you know, whole chickens, you can use the big pigtails, and they're perfect. I got this one is, of those for Christmas, and it's never came out of the box, Doug. I, I don't understand. This one? Yeah. <laughs> send it to me. Yeah, send, Steve. I'll trade send, you for the Pappy Van Winkles. Steve, are you, a, are you a pigtailer, Steve? I've got one. I don't use it. Uh-huh. I, I just... This is the most underutilized tool, barbecue oh, tool, in one hundred percent. You know, no kidding. You know why? There's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue, Doug. Okay. 
don't yeah don't play around you know it may maybe if you got a you know arctic or yeti you can use a uh, cooler to to keep your meat in warm just buy a stinking cambro you know and buy the ones with the three pans and buy the real pans don't fool around with the aluminum foil pans just buy the stinking uh steel pans and put them in there Hmm. they're fantastic i don't use uh, hardly at all any of the the aluminum pans anymore i just use those steel pans whether they're the half pans or the 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 steel pans it's been one of the best investments i've ever i've ever done and i actually use two so like at a at a at a contest or whatever i've got one that's cold and one that's hot and then by the time i need both of them for hot i'm done with the cold so um don't play around just buy them heck you can probably find them on on craigslist or something uh i'm with you good knives Steve, I, I I didn't know your uh, your level of knives. Those those are some expensive ones, but um, um, I'm not a Cutco fan. I, it doesn't feel good in your hand. I think it needs to have a thicker uh, on, on the handle side. So I I'm not a Cutco fan. Um, although I do like the Cutco shears, but other than that, I have Wolf knives from Tahoe Kitchen. They're fantastic. There's only one way to reverse sear. And that's using a griddle or cast iron skillet. Mm-hmm. You, I don't think you know you can really reverse it because you're looking for the overall browning or caramelization, et cetera. Right. You're only going to get that if you put a griddle. You know, if you're doing more than two steaks, two steaks you can do it in a cast iron pan um, uh, skillet. But if you've got more than two steaks, you need a griddle or better yet, two griddles. So I have I have actually three. So uh, just depending on how many I'm doing at one time. Smoke tube. So yes, as a, uh, used to use these in in the older Traeger models, you know, just to get more smoke. But I actually use these now mainly for cold smoking food. What so is, like, if I'm hold that up. It, what is that? That's the amazing that tube. What yeah, do you do? This you you fill it up with pellets. And, uh, you know, you can fill it up to about 90%. You put it down and then use a little propane torch on the end and and it'll smoke for about three to four hours. Oh, and, big incense thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah, exactly. So, but your grill's not on if you want a cold smoke. So if you want a cold smoke cheese, I mean, we cold smoked uh, limeade and made fantastic mojitos. You can do all kinds of stuff with this. Now, if you've got a charcoal grill, you know, and you're and you want to add some some wood smoky flavor on a charcoal grill, like a Weber or something like that, you can put this on there too, or a you know, big green egg or whatever. So you, you can put use pellets this. like like uh, again a Traeger pellet little pellets. Yeah, bar, you know Traeger. Traeger pellets or, you know, whatever flavor you like. And this will go three to four hours. Wow. I've never seen that. Yeah, cooking, oh, this thing, this thing, I've, seen thing. I've never seen Cookingpellets.com has them for sale on their website, by the way. Okay. They do. Yeah, do you have this one, one? I Greg, do have one. Yes, I do. Do you use it, Greg? Uh, not a terrible amount because we're not a big cold smoke family. But if I need to inject, a, like in the, in the Green Mountain Grills, if I want an extra smoky flavor, then I'll fire one up and you know, use it like you were using in your Traegers, your old Traegers there, Doug. Yeah, my old Traegers. Yeah. So with the Timberline, I don't need it. But, right. uh, but you know, because it has the super smoke and, and I don't need it. But with the older the older uh, pellet grills, uh, this is fantastic. Oh, yeah, it works Stick great. Cold. Works great. Yeah. And if, you know, like I say, if you've got a charcoal grill, this is perfect, too, if you want to add some wood. Because wood, uh, I, I don't like the 
uh, oak charcoal and those, you know, just give me charcoal and let me, let me use, uh, pellets or, or chips to get the, the smoke flavor. David, um, have one? I do. And I use it when I'm cooking stuff on my natural gas grill. I use it to have a little bit of smoke flavor. I'm the oh, only, that would be good. I'm the only one that have one. Well, not to make you feel bad, Steve, but you what also break, had no uh, idea that DivaQ had been on the show before. No surprise. <laughs> Continue, Doug. <laughs> okay, thanks. And the last thing, and this is, you know, just for the general, uh, spot, you know, Meathead. Meathead's book, you know, if if someone is new or getting into barbecue, et cetera, they need to have Meathead's book. So that's that's my number 10 item. All right, what do you want? Okay, well, as everyone, you know, as, as I was called out in the beginning, I want my meter block that I paid, you know, I, I actually think I paid almost $150, $175 for that stinking thing, and I'm I'm out of my money, so um, a nice thing would be is a custom knife roll. I would like a custom knife roll. I think, think that would be a good gift for a, for a barbecue person. Adrian Miller's Books. That's yes, I know. I do read books when I go on vacation. I would like Adrian Miller's books. Um, I would also like Tuffy Stone book. I haven't, I don't have that one yet. Um, And last but not least, I'm not going to go into the freaky, you know, past 50 days and based on Lafrida's segment, you know, a few, few times ago or Snake River Farms. I would like a 45 day age steak. I do not uh, think I'm going to get into the, I just, you know, little pinky toe in the in the in the pool what don't you want i don't want you know kind of like steve i don't want any random barbecue rubs including bacon saw i don't want any barbecue sauces and uh david i think you were going to say this is this barbecue sauce of them i do i don't want any any barbecue sauce that i don't buy myself i also don't want you know, at Academy, they've got the barbecue, big barbecue fork with the temperature gauge and the, you know, and the tip and, and, you know, the big tongs. I don't like tongs. I definitely don't like big tongs. And I don't like big spatulas unless it's Steve's that's for a pizza. I don't want to see any more pictures of people squeezing meat or slicing brisket. Just yesterday, I saw someone, you know, a brisket is kind of rectangular and they cut it, you know, on the short side, like that was the right way to cook a brisket i don't want to see any more pictures like that someone else i think had said this i don't want any more aprons i've got so many aprons i only wear one i've got a leather trigger one i don't need any more and of course last but not least i do not want any hot dogs for any of my kids (laughs) friends we are staying with the anti-hot dog movement going into 2019 i appreciate doug's stick-to-itiveness on that I'm doubling down, tripling down. No doubt. All right. Uh, quickly, I will give you my list. These are gifts that I would suggest for people to buy other people getting into this. Uh, Weber Smoky Mountain for the beginner. I think uh, bang for the buck. Can't get a more easy set it and forget it kind of cooker. You don't need a lot of extra. You can buy a lot of extra crap for it, but you don't need a lot of extra crap for it to learn how to manage a fire and make a really good product. After you learn how to light it, of course, using the Minion method, but I think Weber Smoky Mountain is good. A Weber gas grill or a kettle grill or both. I'm a big proponent of having multiple cooking vessels on your patio or backyard because, as you will find, you can use everything for something. And there's nothing cooler than having all of your grills and smokers fired up for a party and everybody thinks you're really cool, so that's kind of an added benefit. I agree with everybody else that you've got to get a Thermapen from Thermaworks, whether it's the Classic or the MK4, no doubt about it. 
hand in hand with if you are getting into barbecue, you have to get a vacuum sealer. I will double up and uh, confirm David Huff's belief in that. That was the first thing that somebody told me after I learned how to light my Weber Smoky Mountain like 12 years ago was go out and get a uh, food saver. That was the brand that I've had for a number of years. And uh, Mm -hmm. I have to tell you that that changed my barbecue life from trying to figure out how we were going to eat all of this brisket or all of this pork butt over the next handful of days before it went bad. Now you could just cook it and fill it up, like David said, and use the vacuum sealer to save it all, and it stays good for years on end in the freezer. Hot gloves, uh, echoing Doug's sediment, of course. I agree with a boning chef and slicing knife. Not too big on a cleaver myself, but a boning chef and a slicing knife uh, of a of a decent quality. I don't have any name brands that I can quickly throw out to you, but uh, any of my embedded correspondents will be able to guide you in the right direction if you have any questions. I think if you have a grill, you have to have a set of grill grates. I think these are life-changing products. It's not just because they're really popular in the Steak Cook-Off Association. I've been a big fan of theirs for eight years, nine years, every grill that I get. I take out the grill grates that come with it, and I retrofit with grill grates because uh, I like the way they perform. I I do believe that they even out heat. They do make cook hotter, so you do have to adjust a little bit on your your thermostat on where you want it to cook. But you can flip the grill grates over, and now you have a griddle option. Doug was talking about a griddle. In his segment, uh, you can. My grill is set up half on rails and half flat for the griddle effect, and I think you, it's it's a great setup that way. If you have a Green Mountain grill, I highly suggest you get the pizza oven insert. It's a must-have. And again, agreeing with David, absolutely get a sous vide machine apparatus, whether it's like a bread machine-looking thing, like I have from a company called sous vide, sous vide Supreme, I think, or one of those things you hang off of some type of water holding apparatus, and then set it to the temperature, and eventually it it gets it up there. So those are the things I think you need to have or that you should be getting somebody getting into barbecue and grilling. My wish list, in no particular order, I want a custom grill works setup on my backyard from that grill, grill works Ben guy. I mean, is anybody familiar with these grill works setups? No? Oh my god. Just just Google Grillworks and then you will also be wanting one. That might actually leapfrog number 1 on your things uh, your list of things you want, Steve, if you haven't checked this thing out. But Grillworks setup, definitely want one of those. Outdoor kitchen thing? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um John, I want a John Patty JP Custom Smoke cooker. This would be something that I guess would be akin to a Jamie Gear Jambo pit, but I like uh John Patty's look. It's absolutely sexy cooker. I want a load of 70-day dry-aged ribeye steaks from Pat LaFrida because I want all of the funk. I don't want to dip my toe in the funk. I want to jump head first and break my neck in the funk. I want a real Cambro as well. I want a big standalone dry-aging locker for beef in case I want to do my own dry-aging at home. I want dinner at Prime and Proper Steakhouse in Detroit. I don't think you'll ever hear me say I want to go to Detroit, but other than go to Prime and Proper Steakhouse because it's an absolute fantasy of mine as I follow them on social media. I want to cook barbecue with Sterling Ball once. I want 10,000 Instagram followers. And, most importantly, I want an embedded correspondence meetup at some point. Uh, That, of course, would also include John. Don't 
get me a freaking apron ever. I won't wear it. Trash. You don't wear an apron no. ever? No. Not even I have, meat or anything? I have 75,000 barbecue t-shirts. I have all the aprons I need. I wear the t-shirts. I wipe my hands on my shirts. And if I can't get the stains out of them, I throw the fucking shirt out. That's what I do. I don't use lighter fluid. Don't get me that. Even if it's the green lighter fluid that's coming out now, don't get me a barbecue fork. Don't get me the multi-tool grilling thing that has the tongs and the fork and the chef's knife and all that other crap in it. I don't want that. And don't get me started on these best of lists where people give names of barbecue people of the year or most impressionable for 2018. They give you the names, but then they make you vote on these names. I mean, how weak is that? Let's have a popularity contest. If somebody has a really big social media following, but maybe they don't really deserve to be that 2018 person of the year, I mean, they're going to win. Like, have some balls and pick the winner yourself and then stand by your picks. Like, my boys over at, uh, what the hell was their name? That Heath Hall guy. Pork Barrel Barbecue. They were men. They used to give their lists. They picked who was number 10 through number 1. They stood by their picks, and they took the blowback as it came in. Like, that's the real way to make a list. Pick a winner and stand by it. Don't be a pussy and uh, have the general public vote. What kind of a list is that? Reminds me of that shilling with Rich guy. Nobody liked him. So there you go. I'm done. Questions, I'm concerns, Doug, comments? Doug, we need to get more fired up like Stephen Gray. We oh, my were, we God. We back, man. Greg was on it. <laughs> um. John or uh, Doug, were you disagreeing with Grill Greats? You think those are uh, a fad? You're just Actually, not a fan. You won me over with the last. Yes, I've never been a Grill Great fan, oh. but you know, I the flipping it over and using yeah. it as a griddle Uh-oh. is something that I need to try again. I haven't done it in like two or three years. Yeah, I'm going to do that this weekend uh, at my contest. I'm going to I'm going to cook my fajitas on the Grill Greats upside down. All right, let's quickly go back around the table. We kind of already touched on this subject, but I want to make sure that we have firm yeses or nos. Recently, the second Tuesday of the month guest sent out a mass email to people that are in his pitmasters club and said, "Hey, I'll give you two. I'll give you three years for the price of two. It'll save you whatever." Raising money, as he had mentioned on my show, his last appearance, he's self-publishing his second book which I believe is like Meathead, the art of barbecue and grilling or something along these lines, getting away from traditional publishing, believes that it's an outdated method and that uh, he could potentially be a voice to lead people to self-publishing and that uh, he could be a champion of this. Look, we all know that Meathead has said from uh, many times of being on my show that it, it was not a labor of love, it was a labor of labor, which he did not love writing book number one. Now he's in book number two. I don't believe he's any more keen on writing a second book. I believe he said that in public, or at least he told me that in private, and I'm divulging, and I shouldn't have done that. So here's the question. Even self-publishing, do you believe, Steve Ray, that Meathead will produce a second Meathead book at some point? No. Because the book Wow. And his the editor he already said the editor didn't agree with him. Yes. In in an, in an era where we are simplifying barbecue and he wants to take brisket and add art to it and think outside the box, when everybody now is just putting salt and pepper back on it and thinking inside the box. That's the book he wants to write. 
I don't think it's a good idea, and I don't. I think he will be bogged down in all the red and yellow tape of trying to publish your own book. So you see no production for Meathead? I don't see that book ever happening. All right, Doug, do you think that Meathead will produce a second book? Absolutely. He has put his name out there. He is going to deliver, and it will be within probably three to five four months of when his original date was. All right, so He's meathead. He'll do it. On the show, he said he was... March. March oh, of 2020. Sorry. Yep. So you think it's within three to four months of that? Yep, and that's what my uh, guess was. All right, no, uh, June, July. No names, please, yes. All right, David Huff, do you believe that Meathead will come out with a second book, yes or no? Yes, I think he will. Uh, what about time frame? Uh, I think he actually will get it done. It's always a little behind schedule on things like that, kind of like uh, Dr. Barbecue's restaurant. Hello. So I would say um, probably about six months behind his time frame. All right, so here's what I'm going to say. I think Meathead uh, took the second book offer. I think he didn't like being told by his publisher how he should be steering his book. I think the uh, concept of self-publishing sounds pretty good to him. I have no idea what that actually is going to look like. I don't think Meathead has any idea what that's going to look like, and it's all a learning process. I don't think he likes to write. I think he likes to have the money, and who wouldn't like to have the money? I have no idea how much money he could stand to make or might be getting or anything like that. But I think that's intriguing, of course. But I think you have to do book writing because... First and foremost, you like writing books. I mean, Stephen Reichlin writes books because he likes writing books. Uh, Adrian Miller writes books because he likes writing books. I mean, the guys that are doing it and doing it well, that's first and foremost in their whole ability to produce. They like the process. I don't think Meathead really likes the process. I think he, if, if, so, if he could snap his fingers and the book would be just as good as the first one, he would happily do that. And I agree. You will never, ever, ever find me writing a freaking book, let alone reading a book. I'm not going to write one. I can tell you that. So having said all of that, I'm here to tell you that Meathead will produce that second book. And it's not going to be in March of 2020, but I would goddamn guarantee it's probably going to be June of 2020. So, I, I, And I kind of agree with Doug. Like his, He said he was going to do it. So not producing a book I don't think is an option. For Meathead, and if Steve ends up being right, we will all readjourn here on an embedded correspondence segment and be kissing the king's ring. So, what can I tell you? You, pay, you can pay my airfare for the big in, embedded correspondence meetup. There you go. All right. So, in the meantime, uh, this is the embedded correspondence segment. We thank John Solberg for popping in at the very beginning in the uh, beginning of the second or the second hour. Uh, you have Doug Scheiding, my oldest embedded correspondent from Texas. You have Steve Ray from Tennessee, and David Huff in Oklahoma. Thanks again to John Solberg from Michigan for joining me. Uh, guys, always appreciate the time, and we will see you for what will be built as a two-hour embedded correspondence segment on Christmas Day, everybody! <laughs> I assume we'll have to uh, talk about logistics on that, but gentlemen, always appreciate the time, and thanks so much for coming on. That's the embedded Ooh, correspondence segment. the Traeger Grills Hotline. Mm, mm, mm. And just like that. Hello, everybody. This is Gary. All right, Faye get the ID the in. Chuck, right. host of Wine Library TV, Way late. aka WLTV, and this 
is BBQ Central. All right, uh, let me talk to you quickly about Traeger Grills. Behind every great meal is a great grill, but not just any grill, a Traeger Grill. And the Timberline is Traeger's most advanced grill yet. It allows you to grill, smoke, bake, roast, braise, and barbecue like a pro, no matter what your level. Thanks to the incredible wood-fired taste. Seriously, you don't know flavor till you're cooking with it. Traeger Grills use all-natural hardwood pellets as fuel, so you're literally cooking with flavor. From low and slow smoked ribs to a seared steak, even a baked apple pie, Traeger Grills can handle it all. And the Traeger Timberline makes it even easier thanks to the Wi-Fi capability. You can check on cooks, kick up the temperature, and set custom cook cycles anytime, anywhere, all right from your phone through the Traeger Grill app. In fact, if I had my Traeger Grill app right now and I had brisket on, I could check on right now. You can find a Traeger dealer or check them out online, TraegerGrills.com, if you want to beef up that barbecue game of yours or if you're looking for a unique gift to give somebody you love. Traeger Shop classes going coast to coast, bringing barbecue knowledge and amazing wood-fired food everywhere they go, taught by professional pitmasters. You'll take home all the skills you need to reach barbecue glory, find a shop class near you, and sign up today, TraegerGrills.com slash shop class. That's TraegerGrills.com. Dot com slash shop class. Back to wrap up the show right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today. Craig Rimpy. All right, welcome back. Thanks again to the Embedded Correspondents for joining me most of this hour. They are, once again, Doug Scheiding in Texas, Steve Ray in Tennessee, David Huff in Oklahoma, John Solberg in Michigan. And there you have it. All right. Um, Maybe we will generate some kind of a final Embedded Correspondents gift list and post it. Maybe we won't. If you missed it, you can go back through and listen to all of our suggestions and offerings. Subscribe to the show, as always, in case you miss a live segment. You never have to worry about missing a guest or a topic or anything like that anymore. As long as you subscribe to the podcast, the first hour is released on Wednesdays, the second hour released on Thursdays, and the best of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less every Friday, produced by John Solberg. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Jimmy Daniel from Primitive Pits, primitivepits.com, their website. We also talked with the pizza expert of the Barbecue Central Show, the official pizza expert of the Barbecue Central Show, Matt Frampton from Barbecue Revolution, bbqrevolution.com, his website. And then in the second hour, it was the embedded correspondence going over a lot of gifts that they would give, gifts that we don't want, and gifts that we're secretly hoping for. Big show planned for you next Tuesday, as always. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.